Welcome to the Instinct Performance Podcast, where we talk all things performance. This podcast covers various topics such as sports psychology, strength training, speed training, and mental performance. This podcast also shares uncut interviews from Olympic, professional, and high-performance athletes and coaches. Don't just listen to the knowledge and wisdom from this show. Practically apply what you learn from each episode and watch your sports performance skyrocket. Listen up, take notes, take action. Let's get it poppin'. And we are live. Uh, Brad Robinson, former member of the Canadian base, Canadian national baseball team, uh, owner and CEO of the Complete Athlete, a holistic approach to peak performance. Uh, Brad is a mental performance consultant, works with Baseball BC, uh, Fraser Valley Baseball, and a bunch of other teams. Uh, Brad also faced some intense back issues. Uh, I was doing some creeping, Brad. Uh, and I can relate to that. Got some arthritis in my back at age 24. Uh, disc herniations deal, dealt with all that stuff. So I'm sure we'll dive deep into that. Uh, but yeah, I'm super juiced to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, we're going to talk lots of mental stuff. Uh, me and Brad were just mentally getting prepared for this episode. Uh, heavy breathing. So yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We've been, uh, you know, talking about doing this for a bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful for this opportunity and to, yeah, get to share some stuff and, and uh, yeah, hopefully people get some useful information out of this and, and uh, we'll talk about it after too, but if anyone has any questions too, they can reach out yeah. anytime. So sure, we'll talk yeah. about that, but. Yeah. Yeah, and it took it took forever. I've been I've been trying to have him on the podcast. We've been talking for a couple months. Uh, I know you're doing big things in Abbotsford. You just secured a facility. I saw that that you're working with a bunch of baseball athletes. Uh, yeah. Same thing up here in Kamloops. We just uh, fully outfitted a gym in our baseball facility. So lots of good stuff happening on both ends. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited to share lots of this stuff with our listeners. So yeah, thanks. Cool. Um, so I think maybe just to just start off, just so we can get to know you, so the audience can get to know you a little better, and then we'll start digging into the deeper side of things. Uh, maybe you can just touch on your story on growing up through baseball in Canada, sort of how you developed this passion to teach mental performance to athletes and sort of, you know, what made you love baseball and what made you love the mental side so much that you're, you're teaching it right now, yeah. sort of your, your job and your passion, which is great. Right on. Yeah, I'll try and wrap that up into one kind of one big bundle there. But um, I uh, I played for the Coquitlam Reds uh, back in the uh, late '80s there, uh, way back when, and uh, I played for the junior national team, and I played for the National Baseball Institute, where we uh, was was one one college uh, one college program in Canada. So we got to go to whatever school we wanted to in the Vancouver area and uh, play baseballs from players all across country. Uh, and then I played in Long Beach, California. In college, I had a professional offer from the California Angels. Um, and then I bounced around uh, playing in uh, yeah, the Western International League and a Pacific International League, I think it was later called, or vice versa. Uh, into kind of my mid-20s, late-20s. Uh, that's kind of my playing career. And, uh, yeah, I mean, really what – part of what drew me to the mental side is, you know, my experience in my playing days and what, what, what happened to me uh, and what skills I thought I could have used uh, more – and uh, also through my experience now, uh, I was uh, in the fire department for 18 years. I ended up retiring early and getting, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder from doing my job. Um, and from that, I started learning about, you know, why this was happening to me and, 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 and are there things that we can do to maybe 
help optimize performance and not only as a an athlete or a firefighter or whatever job you do but as a human um, because what I was noticing is uh, you know I ended up kind of getting also sick in that same process you know and it's stress and you know all the uh, all that that goes along with um, you know when we do have stressful situations in our lives you know repeated over and over and over um, you know, it can affect the rest of your body, right? Uh, you know, the mind-body connection, everything's all connected. So uh, I started getting into, when I was doing my healing, I, I started, uh, you know, taking some psychology and learning about the brain and how brain affects performance. And uh, also, you know, in the fire department, we have, uh, we have broken up sleep patterns uh, quite often. And and so I was researching after waking up and, and, you know, being tired, you know, here and there and, and, uh, you know, going home super tired and then not getting any sleep and, you know, kind of just pushing through everything. And then, you know, that accumulated over time, uh, really takes toll on your overall performance and, and your body's ability to heal itself and your body's ability to recover and, and all those things. So, uh, uh, in in my programs, I talk about sleep and how it affects the brain and how it affects ultimately affects your performance, um, and also nutrition and how food affects your brain and how your brain affects your performance. Um, you know, we're not thinking of food as fuel, not as uh, you know eating for sport. Mm-hmm. You know, just eating whatever you can whenever you can. Versus, hey, what am I? Fu- how am I fueling my body, and what is it actually doing to my body? not it's not a nutrition plan i don't prescribe nutrition plans or anything like that Uh but i explain about you know how food affects your brain and what types of food are beneficial for your brain uh, and how that affects performance uh rest and recovery um and uh and self-care self-care is a big one for me um you know mind mindfulness and and some meditation and, and just ways that we can you know, just come back to, to ground ourselves uh, so that we can give ourselves the best chance to, to perform optimally. Um, yeah, I think, and that, that's kind of like the holistic part of it. So my intention is that, you know, we focus so much on the physical part of training and so much on the tactical part. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much increased expectation on, especially on these youth athletes today, and from my experience in the fire department and my experience as a player, just, n- you know, noticing that, you know, as, as a train, I was a trainer with the international association of firefighters, a pure fitness trainer. And so I, you know, I was training guys and we had the physical part all dialed in and we, you know, we think, okay, well, you know, that, that should be enough. We just need to be physically fit to be a firefighter or physically fit to be a baseball player or, you know, mm-hmm. strong and those types of things. But what I found out through my experience is that that's only half the, or, you know, maybe a third, right? Yeah. So we've got physical, tactical, and then the mental performance. I mean, um, and, and really in the end, you know, because, you know, we're people first. So it doesn't matter if we're a baseball player, a soccer player, a teacher, a trainer, uh, you know, a firefighter, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We're people first. So if we help build stronger people, then as a result, we have stronger athletes, students, firefighters, baseball players, you know, workers, whatever it is to, you know, and help set people up for long-term success on and off the field. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible too. And that was sort of when I was starting my business out, I was trying to figure out, Okay, I'm very passionate about the physical side of the body and the detailed movements and the precise assessments and stuff like that. But, you know, you can find that in a lot of places. So how do you offer something that's going to actually make an impact on people's lives? And I think that's where the mental side of of things come because, you know, as good as you get physically, you are going to leave baseball one day, no matter, you know, if you have a 20 year big league career, you're going to leave baseball. So you know, how's your mind for that? And we hear so many times that, you know, athletes leave sport and they're just empty and lost. Uh, And I went through that. I went through an injury 
uh, in my lower back. And yeah, it ruined a lot of things for me, caused a lot of mental health stuff. uh, And it was just a grueling process. So for me, I I can relate. I think that's a huge passion of mine as well is being able to connect all areas of the body. And you touched on a ton of things. And one thing we don't get enough for listeners is nutrition. So Maybe I can let you dive in a bit on uh, nutrition. I'm pretty passionate about it. Uh, and I think it'd be a good opportunity to just share some, share some wisdom with, with the young athletes listening and how important nutrition is on performance, brain health, uh, strength, everything, realistically. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, really, like I said, um, when I talk about food, it's more about – an awareness of what you're putting in your body. And when we're talking about, you know, optimal performance, you know, we want our brain, our brain's the, you know, the, the powerhouse behind everything else. Mm -hmm. So if we can have our brain operating as optimal as possible, give it the best chance to, you know, to do what it needs to do to give us the best chance to perform optimally. Right. And uh, so the stuff that I talk about with as far as food is really kind of trying to shift, help people shift their perspective on food. Um, It's not about like eat this, you know, eat this many calories or this many calories or follow this diet because there's lots of resources out there about that. Mm -hmm. It's more about, um, you know, your brain, this is how your brain functions you know, optimally. And this is the, these are some types of food that you may maybe can eat to help yourself, uh, you know, have your brain, give it the best chance, you know, to give you the best chance to perform optimally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know that didn't, I don't know if that really answered your question, but no, um, that's, that's important. <laughs> to understand that the brain is the master system. That's the computer that sort of, you know, for me to move my arm or throw a baseball, my brain has to send connections down through the mm-hmm. the neurons and out to the muscles and then, you know, to ball release. And nutrition plays such a huge role on, I think the whole body, if you look at it, you know, if I'm going and eating McDonald's, that's hard for my system to process and digest and get out of my body which is energy that's being taken away from, you know, the brain or, you know, recovery and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you, you just saying it's, it's not necessarily about following the strict diet and <laughs> getting all pissed yeah. off and grumpy because you're on this low calorie diet. It's just, okay, how can I shift uh, yeah. my foods a little bit better? Yeah. And, and just, you know, especially for the kids, uh, what we like to, you know, I, I always ask them, if we're going to do the new or like the portion on food, then we'll, you know, I asked them to bring a snack and mm-hmm. let's, you know, let's take a look at the food label. I don't tell them that, but I say, bring a snack, bring a healthy snack. Yeah. Right. And, and, and a drink with you today. And then, you know, you get some kids that will, they're like, Hey, I know what he's going to do. And they bring a little bag of veggies or something. Yeah. Right. But yeah. With, you know, and that's, you know, obviously that's probably, you know, that is probably the best thing, right? No, no food label on the product. It's probably not too bad, right? It's if we're eating fruit or vegetables and that type of thing. But it's just interesting because, uh, you know, showing, hey, look, uh, you know, the recommended uh, amount of sugar for, a, you know, a, a athlete under a certain age is like, you know, 25 grams a day of added sugars, right? Mm-hmm. not not regular carbs and that but like added sugars and uh you know uh, uh if you're drinking a can of pop or you're having a gatorade or you're having a granola bar you're 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 either eating all your daily allotment for sugar that in one one bar or one drink or you know sometimes like a pop is you know 45 grams of sugar if you're drinking like some kind of mountain dew or some kind of that mm-hmm. stuff right so it's just for them to understand, hey, uh, maybe they'll eat one less granola bar, you know, because sugar does have, uh, you know, can have a negative effect on your brain, which can ultimately affect, you know, how you feel and how you perform, right, as a human. So, you you know, 
that, that's really why I like to talk about the nutrition part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and this is, we'll, we'll move to sort of mental performance and mindset and I'm going to sort of ask for your definition of it and it doesn't need mm-hmm. some academic definition, just something for the younger athletes, uh, and older high school age and maybe even college athletes who are listening. Uh, I think like for me, mental performance is a no brainer because I've spent so much time reading sports psychology books and trying to figure out the brain. And yeah, like you, I took sports psychology classes and psychology classes and stuff like that. But for someone who's sort of just, you know, what's mental performance and, you know, I, I can't really measure it and, you know, yeah, it sounds good and yeah, I should visualize and all that stuff. But, you know, how do we get them to buy into mental performance? So first of all, we'll define mental performance, but then how can we get them to buy in? Because to be honest, it's for me, it's the mentality that runs everything. The mental side runs your habits every day, your goal setting, what you want to become, uh, choosing to eat that nutritious meal instead of going to McDonald's. Like that's all controlled by the mindset. So <laughs> you can just define what mindset is and how we can get these guys to buy in way more. Yeah. So, so yeah, to me, and to simplify mental performance and mindset, um, you know, one part I would say that it's, it's the ability and having the tools to be able to do something different to get a different result if you're not getting the results that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and consciously knowing that you can do something differently to get a different result, right? Once you know that there's a different way to do something, to get a different result. Now you have a choice. And that's the exciting part for me. What I love sharing is like, you know, when you're stuck, when you, when you don't have a mindset or you haven't been taught some skills or to be able to do something differently, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know. Right. And when you, when we can share these skills, you know, with the athletes or, or people, it doesn't matter who. And now it just, what it does is it opens up curiosity. Yeah. And it opens up like the, the thought of having endless possibilities, right? So that to me is exciting because when you feel like you have a choice and when you feel like there's possibility, then that's where we can start creating this kind of, if you want to call it growth mindset, high performance mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and these things are learned skills. I, I think too, a lot of times, you know, we think we can read a book and then we have a, like, it's good information, mm-hmm. but if we don't use the skills that are taught, if we don't practice and if we don't put in our reps, right? I think we talked about the mental reps. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like physical, right? Yeah. You're not going to get stronger physically if you don't, you got to put in the work. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's the same thing mentally right? We can give you all the tools in the world, but if you don't actually use them or consciously try and do something differently, yeah, then we're going to stay where we are. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing you touched on and I want to touch on as, uh, what, as well uh, with the mental side of things is being able to have that awareness and building that awareness of where you're at in sport and where you're at at life. So, you know, if I'm an athlete and there's an area of my game that I'm struggling in and it's causing me a lot of frustration, but then I go to practice and I work on what I'm good at, well, I'm probably going to still be frustrated with that result. But I think mental performance lets you say, okay, uh, I'm missing this area of my game. So, during practice or during my extra time, I'm going to schedule this exercise in and this exercise in, uh, to bring that area of my game up. And I think like you mentioned high performance mindset or growth mindset. Uh, and maybe we, I think maybe let's, do you want to define that first before we start talking about it? And then we'll just give them examples of what each is. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say we kind of 
talked about it a little bit, or I kind of defined a, a little bit, um, because I believe that the growth, you know, a mindset of success or growth mindset, mm-hmm. high performance mindset, whatever you want to call it, is, is again, having those tools is one part, but actually using those tools to do something differently to get a different result. Mm-hmm. And when, and that's how we learn, right? We, yeah. we, we do something, we don't get the result we want. Some, we can say, nah, okay, well, that's fine. I tried. Oh, well. Yeah. Or that's, you know, the fixed kind of mindset. Like, well, I don't know. I did the best I could. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I guess I'll just do something else versus, okay, I tried this. It didn't work. But now I know I've been doing this. You know, I, I know that I know that I can do it. There's got to be another way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it opens up curiosity. It opens up possibility. When we believe it's, it, you know, it's kind of, it's beliefs too. You know, what do I believe about myself? What do I truly believe about myself? Mm-hmm. You know, can I, do I believe that I can be more successful than I am? Or do I believe that eh, that's just the way it is? You know, this is just, this is the cards I've been dealt. Oh, well, yeah. you know, like, there are times when we feel like that, right? And one thing I will say too is we don't always, we're not always going to feel good, mm-hmm. right? We're not always going to think, you know, it's, it's totally normal for us to have thoughts of self-doubt. For sure. The key to it is to not live there, mm-hmm. you know, to not get stuck in that place. And the way we can, unstick ourselves is to learn some new new skills to practice those new skills and then we give ourselves a chance right we give ourselves a chance to do something different to get a different result i know i keep saying that but i just really believe it's important to get that message out that there is a different way if you believe there is you can find another way to get a different result or do something better or do something different, improve your skills, get a better grade, whatever it is. But if you believe that "Eh, I did as good as I can do, then you know what, that's as good as you can do. Yeah. And then you're then you're stuck. And one analogy I'll use is uh, a baby learning to walk. Like if you look at how many times a baby has to fail before it actually learns how to do the skill, you know, it'll pull itself up and then it'll eat crap and face plant and then it'll crawl and it maybe get two steps and then it'll fall again. And if that, <laughs> if that baby just said, Oh, I wasn't meant to walk. Well, that thing's going to be stuck there forever. So I think, yeah, like a high performance mindset is like, okay, maybe I don't have the result I want, but I just need more practice or I need to learn the skill. It's like math. If I, if you're not good at math, it's not like you're stuck like that. You probably just need more practice or more deliberate practice, which is where someone like you comes in and says, Hey, uh, I think you should improve this, this, and this. Here's some systems and habits to get there. Um, which you mentioned and yeah. So yeah, it's, it's all mental. Yeah. I mean, it is, man. And, and, you know, I, I, I have a, one of my slides, it says, you know, and, sometimes this, you know, it's been used in a negative way, but I, for me, it's not negative. It's more like once you have that realization and it's, I just say, it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. Right. Because sometimes someone will say something to you like, ah, get over it. It's all in your head. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, it is all in your head. Like it really is. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it's just, it's not a positive or negative thing. It's just like, man, it's all in your head. And once we can have that realization, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's so powerful. And I, I think too, one of the things that uh, just made me, you made me think about it when you were talking about uh, the baby, <laughs> but uh, it's about motivation too, mm-hmm. right? And motivation comes from your values. And so it's not about what's important to someone else. 
It's about what's important to you, right? So it can be, you know, as a coach, I want to find out what's important to my players so that I can use that to motivate them. Mm-hmm. Because if I try and motivate my players by what's important to me, it might not be important to them. Yeah. So they might not, they might not get the message. Right. And as a, as a player, sometimes motivation, I'm not going to be motivated all the time, but if I can dig deep, you know, maybe go through the layers to find out what is important to me. So like, as an example, you know, I'm not motivated to practice today, right? Like I just, I don't know what I'm going to do, but if I can dig a little bit deeper, if I, if that, if that is important to me, if I know that like practice is important to me, team's important to me, mm-hmm. you know what? I can be motivated by the fact that if I dig deep enough, I go, you know what? My team is important to me. I need to be there for my team. So mm-hmm. I need to get my butt to practice. And now I, you know, that, that's how I can find my motivation. I'm not going to be motivated all the time by just showing up and going, Hey, I'm ready to go. Yeah. We have to find it. We have to find it. Why is this important to me? Well, maybe, you know what? I love my coach and he, this is important to him. So you know what? This is important to me. Now I can help myself be motivated. Like just, you know, sometimes it just takes, like those are the things that will help you be successful, you know, and and doing things maybe when you're not, you don't think that you maybe want to do it or, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to push through it a bit. But there's ways to keep get yourself motivated, and it is all in your mind. It's all in your head, and it's it's a it's a set. Of, it's it's definitely a learned skill, and uh, yeah, we can we can teach that for sure. Yeah, and may, maybe we'll dive into uh, values and beliefs a little bit here, because um, yeah, I think that I think that's a really important factor is finding the why behind what I'm doing or else I'm not going to show up in the way I'm supposed to, or I'm not going to be motivated. Like you just said, um, if I'm, if I'm showing up to a sport or to work and there's no bigger purpose behind it or a why behind it, I'm not going to be very productive. I might be there. Uh, and I was just talking to Lachlan. I said, two guys, one guy could practice for two hours and just take lazy ground balls. And the other guy can practice for half an hour and take, lasers hit off the bat and have to react and in half an hour this guy just got better than the next guy who just sort of lackadaisically showed up to practice did did what he had to do and then clocked out and over time it's it's not really a surprise that the one kid who practiced less is actually better um so when we talk about values and beliefs i mean and it took me a long time to even realize what mine were and what those were and how they shape your reality can you, can you talk about values and beliefs a little bit, maybe how you teach it to your mm-hmm. uh, younger guys and how you can start to build that awareness around those things for them? Right. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, beliefs, I would say beliefs and your belief system is and your values are, are something that are, are learned you know, when you're grown, like from the time that you're, when you're, you can't really, at that point, you're not really like thinking for yourself yet. So like from zero to seven kind of thing, like mm-hmm. the, the age isn't exact, but I'm just saying yeah. at that point, your, your values are, are, you know, and your beliefs are kind of like, um, through your experiences, right? The, 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 the people that are, important in your life that your parents or your grandparents or who's ever, you know, raising you or, mm-hmm. you know, you're a coach or, you know, all these different people, right? Because you're not really able to maybe think for yourself yet. Um, and, and so like values, values, I mean, I kind of already touched on this, but values are really things that are important to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how do we find what's important to me? Well, sometimes it's on the surface. You know, we, we do the things that we like to do. And then sometimes it's not on the surface and we got to dig, you know, like I know I don't, I hate to use the analogy of an onion, but sometimes it's not on the top, right? It's, 
yeah. you got to peel it back a bit to find the value in it and and what's important to me why am i doing this right how can i how can i have this you know if that relationship's important whether we're talking about a relationship at home or you know uh at school or if we're at practice or wherever we are what is what what can i pull out of this to make it you know to align with my values to help me be motivated to do what i need to do mm-hmm. um and you know beliefs beliefs are part of that too you know what do i believe my what do i believe about myself you know an example is you know, oh, I, I hope I can do this. You know, I hope I get a hit off this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope, oh, hope we don't lose today. Like, like, you know, those types of things, like, what do I believe about myself to say that, right? I, you know, we need to, um, you know, if we believe that we're going to be able to do something, we give ourselves a way better chance to, to do what we're going to do than it, when we just only say, like, I hope versus, like, I am going to be able to do this today. Yeah. Or I am going to, you know, uh, beliefs are, are powerful. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else I can say about that right now, but uh, maybe something will peak my mind. But uh, yeah, you know, that's, it's, all, that's, it's, good. Yeah. that's, that's good. And I think, who did I, I, I think it was my, one of my mentors, he, he used the term bear, B-E-A-R, beliefs uh, lead to emotions, emotions lead to actions, actions lead to results. So he was saying, hey, if, if you believe and you build this belief that, hey, uh, you know, I want to be the best, you know, we can say baseball player on, in the world or the best baseball player on my team. Uh, and I start to believe that, then my emotions line up with that. And I act on things that are in line with that. And so that process all leads me to getting the results. So he said that to me and I, and it was just about, okay, so how can I shape my beliefs around what I'm trying to do? And obviously that comes back to self-awareness and, Mm -hmm. and goal setting and stuff like that. So yeah, I think beliefs are powerful, man. They, you know, it, a lot comes out in, in the way that you act and the way that you behave and, mm-hmm. um, and ultimately, you know, the results you get in whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, beliefs can also change, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like we can train our brain to believe whatever it is that we want it, want to believe, right? Those you know, those neural connections in our brain, the more we think about something a certain way, we're strengthening that, that pathway in our brain. Yeah. Right. And we're changing it. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of times people, people think that, you know, change is hard. Right. And, and I'm not saying it's hard or easy, but it is about what we believe and what we tell ourselves and those pathways that we help you know, if we're, if we're, if we believe that we can't do something versus we believe we can do it, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get what you believe. A hundred percent. Right. And what you tell yourself, I can't do this. I can't do this. Or I don't want this. You know, every time we say that we're, we're strengthening that connection to what we don't want versus what we do want. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and we talked about uh, mental reps, mental sets and building Building the mind, the mind is just like a muscle. And how do I make a muscle grow? I stress it by working out uh, and then I let it recover. And the mind's the same thing. You have to challenge it, maybe throw new beliefs in there and continue to, you know, dive into those mental sets and reps. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that's been a hard one for me to get through to some athletes is, you know, what's a belief and and how do I change it? Um, And I'm still trying to figure out like a a system that relates to athletes where they're like, Oh, okay. I need, I need that. Or how do I, how do I do that? But yeah, it's it's a hard one. And it comes down to honestly, again, like your belief system is, is in you. Mm -hmm. So how are you talking to yourself? You know, it's, it is the self-talk part of it, right? Because 
yeah, we're going to take in all this information, you know, maybe people telling us we're this or that, or we're no good or you're good or, yeah. you know, we're going to get all this information, but, but ultimately, you know, what we believe comes from in here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in the, in the brain. And, and so the way that we're talking to ourselves is so important, you know, the, the, the positive self-talk, the way that, you know, tell, talk to myself in a positive way and give myself a chance to get the results that I want versus the results that I don't want. And that'll help change my beliefs. The more I tell myself, I am this, I am, I am, I am able to do this. I can't, you know, all those, not I can, but I am, mm -hmm. um, you know, that will help change our belief system. Right. Yeah. And that, I remember uh, is Derek Jeter. He used to tell himself in the mirror, I'm the greatest shortstop of all time. I'm the greatest shortstop of all time. And people sort of glance over that and sort of say, okay, yeah, that's sort of wishy-washy. But he told himself that so many times that now when he goes to practice, you know, his thought in his mind is I'm the greatest of all time. And that's how I'm going to attack practice. Um, and I was also, I saw some neuroscience stuff and they measured like chemistry in the body when we're thinking negative thoughts yeah. versus when we're thinking positive thoughts. So if I'm, if I'm an athlete on the field and all I'm thinking about is I suck or don't screw up or blah, 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 the physiology of the body is going to go into almost like this defense mode and you're going to miss things in the environment and it's going to lead to, you know, a worse performance. So when you say positive self-talk, it's one of those things where you're like, ah, yeah, okay, that's awesome. But it's true. That's, yeah. it's, it's so important. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Um, so I'll try not to take up too much of your time, but. No, man, I, I love it. I... It's awesome. This, this is going to impact a lot of people. So yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people grateful that you came on today. Um, and I think, how then this maybe this is too broad of a question to ask but i'll throw it out there and then we'll yeah, just we'll see we'll see how how can you practice focus you talked about meditation and visualization a bit so let's talk about focus and then we can also touch on those those two things as well okay um focus so i mean really focus can come down to Again, your belief system, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, you're more likely to get the results you want by focusing on what you want versus what you don't want. And again, it, it comes down to like, when you're, we're talking about focus, we want to talk about focusing on the task at hand yeah. versus the result. Okay, because we can't necessarily control the result, but we can control what we can control, mm -hmm. you know, the task right now. So if we're, as an example, if we're hitting, right? All I want to focus on is that next pitch and just, you know, see the ball. Yeah. Right? Um, and focus really comes down to, to your motivation as well, where, you know, how can I find, if I'm, if I'm having trouble, and my mind is wandering, which is 100% normal. Even if you're doing a meditation or trying to, you know, you know, work on your mindfulness, your mind wanders. Yeah. It all, we, we all do that. The skill is to be able to bring it back. Yes. Right? That's the skill. That's where we can, you can lose focus, but we don't want to get caught up in, in, in that lost area. Right? We want to be able to come back to the task at hand, right? What am I doing right now? And as far as the motivation, um, if we're having trouble focusing, you know, questioning yourself, what, why is this important to me? What, why, you know, why am I here? What am I doing? You know, even if it's, you know, we're taking BP and we don't really want to do that. And we're, you know, we're going through the motions, you know, take a step back. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? Well, there's lots of reasons and lots of them can be important to me. You know, I'm there, I want to help the team. The team's important to me. 
So now I can get motivated by pulling that layer back. And now maybe I can focus a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, but the key is just knowing that um, we want to focus on the task at hand and not get lost in all the fluff. But if you do get lost in the fluff or the clouds or whatever, or, you know, squirrel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, we, that we can come back. It's okay. All that stuff is fine. It's normal. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I was, there's a, a good article right now in Sports Illustrated uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and it's Russell Wilson, and he talks about uh, being neutral, right? So, we're not too high. We can get, we can get high. We can get excited. We can get all, you know, fired up mm -hmm. and we can get, it's okay to feel low or, or, or angry or, you know, disappointed, but the ability to come back to neutral, right. Gives us the best chance to be able to focus on the task at hand and give ourselves the best chance to be successful. It's a, again, it's a learned skill, right? Being present, yeah. you know, being able to take a breath and reset, mm -hmm. you know, pitch by pitch. I know it's a cliche, but I tell you, man, that all the guys, you know, those, those, you know, the guys we see on TV and they step out of the box, they fiddle with their batting gloves. They stare at the label on their bat. They look at the foul pole, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They tap their, like, that's all them resetting, right? Taking a breath and getting back in focus, right? Because they don't want to let what's happened in the past affect the future or affect them in the present, right? Yeah. So that ability to focus and come back, that is the main skill, I would say, if there's one. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to come back from all that fluff and all that distraction. Yeah, and that's, that's why meditation is so important because <laughs> – Sometimes I'll, uh, I'll tell people, yeah, I meditate out every morning. I'll stare at a wall for 15 minutes and I'll have a little point on the wall and my brain will run nuts and then I'll try and come back to that point. Yeah. And that's, that's life. Like, yeah, you screw up in a game and now all you can focus on is the screw up instead of coming back to that centered point. Cause we're all going to make mistakes no matter what job or profession you have. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's, that's an important important piece to touch on yeah i love it man and, and i mean it's coming back into the present moment yeah because life happens in the present moment mm -hmm. the game happens in the present moment yeah what happened in the past honestly like if it happened three seconds ago it's almost like it's not real like it didn't even because it, it doesn't matter yeah it's over yeah. it's done and something that hasn't happened yet in the future you know we're making it up in our head because mm -hmm. it hasn't even happened yet yeah it's not it's kind of not even real either because it hasn't happened yet yeah right life happens in the present moment and uh so to you know to be able to come back and a lot of times i'll do the same thing like you were just talking about when i i'll get the the players and a lot most of them have never done it before but just to just to you be able to understand so i'll just get them we'll be outside and i'll just get them to close their eyes and listen to the sounds around them and like listen to the birds listen to the cars going by listen to the trees the leaves or whatever it is that we can hear and now bring it back and i want you to focus on your breath right mm -hmm. in see the breath going in see it going out focusing on your breath okay and now listen to the sounds out here and now focus on your breath. So we do that a couple of times and then I just let them kind of do it themselves, you know, and tell them, Hey, your mind's going to wander. You're going to start when you start slowing things down, which is a big part of playing sports too. We want to slow it down and simplify it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when you start slowing things down, your brain, you will start thinking about things, right. That maybe things that you haven't dealt with or, or whatever. Yeah. Every um, but, time. Yeah. So, I mean, then that's normal. Yeah. I'm totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's what laser focus is, is just being present. You know, people yeah. say, how do I get that focus where I'm in the zone where I, you know, I'm not thinking about anything except for what I'm doing. I'm, I'm in the zone. And I think that is being present. Yeah. That's, that's you got to practice. You got to practice it. Yeah. 
yeah. like you you just it, you can't just expect to you know do it once and then you know be good at it yeah. like it's a practice yeah yeah it's hard i i go through ups and downs of it there's lots of days where i'm like i don't want to just sit and stare at a wall and then i really? neglect it and then when i come back to it it's like oh there's some stuff i haven't been thinking about that i should have yeah. been thinking about that come up and yeah it's definitely good for the, yeah. the brain i mean just i mean think about i know we're rambling on about this but like you know you think about if we're playing our game of baseball and we got you know we got fans in the stands we got our players yelling stuff at us we got yeah. our coach telling us stuff we're getting the signal from this coach we got parents going come on billy like you got other players on other teams yelling at you mm -hmm. you got all that stuff going on and you're supposed to get up there and try and hit <laughs> like it's a learned skill to be able to block that stuff out yeah you know and stuff that's not important so it's practice right because yeah i mean we can get overwhelmed pretty easily with all the voices like not only our voices in our head but our the environment and everything right so yeah yeah a hundred percent all right okay so last 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 thing before I last go. last blast yeah last blast so um and, and we'll just make yeah this will just be about you and what you do maybe you can sort of describe to listeners uh what you do with your athletes um and if you you want to explain your process of one-on-one -on -one mental performance training um and then we can just talk about where they can find you and reach out to you if they want some help um, yeah, I think that'd be a good segue. Yeah, absolutely. So appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, uh, it's been a good conversation. It goes so fast. Uh, like when, especially when I talk about this stuff and I'm talking to, you know, you, you're passionate about it. I'm passionate about it. It feels like we've been talking for five minutes. Yeah. The people listening are going, Oh my God, what is this going on? <laughs> for sure. I'm just kidding. But, uh, hopefully they're not doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my programs, uh, that, that, uh, that we, we have, um, so it, it's kind of, we can, we can work with, work with teams. I work with teams. I work with individuals. I work with coaches and I work with parents. Mm -hmm. Um, the reason why I like to have, uh, you know, in a perfect world, I would love to work with everybody, you know, so if I'm working with a team, work with the players and then talk to the parents and talk to the coaches, mm -hmm. because what that does is then, you know, everybody's using the same, using the same language. Um, the parents know what we've talked to the kids about. So if they notice anything, um, you know, any different language or, or, you know, the kids are talking different or they're saying different things and then the parents, you know, might, understand more how to support them in what they're trying to do uh you know in their goals right mm -hmm. and then the coaches too understanding your players um again because we're all like we're people first so i talk to the coaches about hey we're coaching people right we're not yes we're coaching baseball the skills of baseball but the more we can understand about people and our play and and the way our players are then the more um, we can help our players achieve what they want to achieve because as a coach, it's not about me, mm -hmm. right? It's about the players. So the more I can learn about my players, the more I can learn about people, you know, the better chance they have to be successful because it's not about me. It's about the players. Yeah. Um, so the program, uh, we have a player development program. Uh, we're running it right now in New Westminster for six weeks it starts november 12th not that i don't know if anyone down here yeah i was down there for the last three years so there, there's okay some cool. there's down there um so yeah we talk about you know the first day is mindset and we talk about uh perception and how our experiences affect uh and how, how our experiences affect our behavior and our physiology and ultimately our results and how everybody's an individual and why each experience in life is individual. You know, why I act different than you in a, we see the same thing or we get the same instruction and, mm -hmm. but yet I, I understand it differently than you. And, 
it's because we're all individuals and we all are having an individual experience and we're trying to bring it together in a team environment. Yeah. Um, so the more we can understand that about each other, ourselves and each other, you know, the better teammate we are, the better, you know, chance we, we have to get the results that we want because now uh, we can, we can uh, choose how we behave, right? That it's a choice, right? Once you know that how it works and how our thoughts kind of create how we feel and, and ultimately affect our behavior. Now we have a choice, mm-hmm. right? I can choose how I behave. Am I going to go smash my bat on the ground or am I going to, you know, be the guy who is still, ang- I can be angry, but I don't need to react a certain way. And then I feel actually feel better when I do those things. So we talk, so that's kind of, uh, like, you know, kind of day one stuff. Then we get into positive self-talk, uh, mental rehearsal and visualization. Mm-hmm. Uh, visualization is, you know, picturing what you want. Mental rehearsal is rehearsing it and repeating it over and over and over with the result that you want. Um, and, and doing it as many times as you can. And we really try and get athletes to really picture it the way that you want it and feel it. So like, where are you? What are you feeling? Who are you talking to? What's that emotion you're feeling? So just, it makes it, the more we can add emotions to it, the more real it, it, the experience is. Um, and the better you give yourself a chance to be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we talk about the brain and performance. We've got a whole section. Like I think we talked about earlier on uh, sleep you know, and the effects on the brain and nutrition and self-talk or um, self-care, rest and recovery and the difference between those two things um, and how they fit together. Um, And then, yeah, we talk about learning and, and, you know, how we learn and the different stages of learning and why we learn differently. And what that does too, is it helps us understand our teammates better, right? If they're not understanding something, or as a coach or players not understanding something, maybe I got to do it a little bit differently to, for you know, to make sure that everybody understands what I'm trying to get through. Um, and then, yeah, self-motivation techniques. Um, we talk about leadership uh, and the leadership. We've got a pillar of leadership and, you know, we've got about 10 different pillars on there. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, 10 principles of excellence. Uh, which, you know, I love sharing uh, with the players. Uh, it's share them at the beginning and then we share them at the end because they don't make much sense at the beginning until you know yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, just stuff like five keys to excellence, little things, little takeaways that, that uh, we can have. Uh, the one-on-one performance coaching is really about, you know, I feel like uh, uh, the way I'll explain it is, you know, I'm here to solve a problem for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, you don't have to take the pro the full programs to, to do the one-on-one coaching, but if there's even specific things like, you know, we talk about, I, I was talking with a player the other day who was experiencing the yips. He's a college baseball player and the yips, right? You can't, all of a sudden he's a catcher and he can't throw back to the pitcher. Yeah. And you know, like we've been talking about, it's, it's up here. Yeah. I was pointing at my head if, if we're not actually on video, but <laughs> yeah, for the audio up in the head. Right. And, but just, you know, those things like how are we talking to ourselves? What do we believe about ourselves? You know, and that all that stuff led to this player not being able to block a ball. Cause he was afraid now he didn't like, he's afraid to throw the ball back. He's afraid to, that he's going to miss every, like it was just this, this is a college player. Yeah. Right. But uh, so those are the types of things that, that I feel are, you know, in my skill set that I can help you with and guide you through the process of overcoming problems. Right. And, and, you know, the, we do all the same things we can, you know, it can be, there's a program, but there's also just, one-on-one you know here i have this problem today mm-hmm. kind of thing right i mean ultimately it would be the best if everybody took the whole program and then we could relate back to each kind of section well you, you know if we use this what we what we've 
you know, shown you here, this tool mm -hmm. in your toolbox, you know, and, and again, you got to practice those things, but uh, that's, that's kind of the way that the one-on-one -on -one coaching works. Um, I like to be on the field if I can at some point with the player. Yeah. A lot of times I don't have to, or I don't, you know, but the more I can be on the field to show, cause I think a lot of times, you know, we can talk about the skills, but until we, you know, show like this is how to practically use it, how to integrate the mental part of the game with the physical part of the game, mm -hmm. it's just, otherwise it's just words. Yeah. Um, so we go through the mental reps and that's what these players that are coming on the 12th for six weeks, that's what they're going to get. They're going to get half the time is like a little bit of classroom stuff. And the other half is taking that from class and we're going to go hit, we're going to go take BP. We're going to take ground balls. We're going to boot some balls. We're going to do things mm -hmm. and, you know, be able to use those, you know, those skills right in the game. So yeah, those are the two main parts of, of what I do. Uh, we also have a parent program just to help the parents, you know, support their athletes. It's all it is. It's not about being a parent because I'm, I don't want to, I'm, that's not my, yeah. you know, uh, it's about supporting your athlete mm -hmm. um, on their journey. Yeah. And then the coaching too, you know, we're coaching people first. Yeah. So the more we can understand about people and how people work and how to optimize someone else's performance based on their values and, and, and what they want, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, the, we're giving our players the best chance again to be successful. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and uh, we still, we still didn't get to it all because we like to talk, but uh, mm -hmm. I think that's a good place to end um thank you for coming on the show i truly appreciate it we'll probably have to have a round two um yeah. so where where can listeners find you uh social media website all that fun stuff yeah okay so website is easy it's just uh the complete athlete.ca um my social media is a little bit different because i couldn't get the complete athlete name but it's underscore the complete athlete that's on instagram mm -hmm. um i'm also uh, Brad Robinson on Instagram, B underscore rad Robinson, <laughs> B rad Robinson. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Facebook, the complete athlete. Um, what else? Yeah. LinkedIn again, the complete athlete and, uh, what else is there? Twitter. Twitter. Nice. Twitter is just, I think it's under my name. Um, Brad Robinson. Yeah. They couldn't get, I tried a bunch of different things, but, uh, yeah, I couldn't get the complete athlete all in there with all the fonts and everything. But, uh, yeah, Twitter's a big one for me. Twitter and Instagram are my two biggest. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Are you an athlete trying to take your sports career to the next level? Are you trying to secure your spot on an all-star team? college roster professional roster or olympic roster are you an athlete who is highly motivated and works hard in the gym and on the field but aren't seeing the results you deserve that's where i come in i'm a sports performance specialist and i help athletes separate themselves from their competition through precise detailed and meticulous strength training programs i help you develop the speed power, strength, and athleticism it takes to stand out and separate yourself from your competition. If this is something you're interested in, head over to my website, instinctperformance.ca, and fill out the online coaching application form, and we will schedule a free consultation to see if you're a good fit. What this looks like. If you get accepted, you'll receive a detailed movement assessment where you, we test your deficiencies and determine what your strengths and weaknesses are. Number two, you'll have access to an app that I use that outlines the exact exercises, sets, reps, and rest intervals. This app gives you full video breakdown of each movement so you know exactly how to do it. 
If this is something you're interested in, head over to our website, instinctperformance.ca. Hit us up on social media. Instagram is ip.performance and Facebook is instinctperformance. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Isaiah out.